Welcome to Emron's podcast, episode number 98. This is your host, Suman Silwal. Visit emrons.com to listen to our previous podcast episodes, links to our social media channels, get race photos, and much more. I'd like to welcome David Toss and Mary Jo Toss to Emron's podcast. Uh, this is our becoming our yearly event uh, where I come down to their house and spend the afternoon, evening just talking about things, including races. Uh, if you haven't listened to our previous podcast, I did uh, episode number 54 with David. We talked about his running, running journey. I just wanted to bring you back at David and let's talk about some of the races he's putting and some of the other things we have he's doing in the, our running community. Uh, David and Mary Jo, Welcome to Emirates Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be with you again. And you're welcome. Uh, have you guys recovered from uh, uh, Lake Martin 100? Yes. That we've recovered <laughs> from. Now we're getting ready for the next one, Tranquility. <laughs> <laughs> but this, uh, compared to uh, Lake Martin 100, uh, where you had to put a considerable amount of time to put a race, Tranquility or in the series, most of the series will not be as difficult, correct? Oh, yeah. Most of the trail series races are short enough. The marking takes one day or less, whereas Lake Martin, I spent a week down there working on trails. <laughs> uh, to preparing the race for 100 miles, as difficult as like for us to come and run, and how, how does that work for you? Well, I guess I've got an advantage because I have run enough hundreds by this point. I know what I like in a 100, and I know what I do not like, and I try to do our races like I would want to run the race. And so we do everything we can to make the race right so nobody gets lost. Uh, Every bit of the marking is done for night running, assuming that you have limited visibility, possibly bad conditions. So it makes the day running real easy. Definitely. um, As many races I have run uh, for Southeastern Trail Series, I know about the marking and um, um, when the flags were moved and I knew exactly that this was not correct. I went back to original position and then went back the correct way and found the flags. But we didn't have that kind of situation this year. But definitely your marketing is great uh, on the on the trail and marriage uh, let's talk about a little bit about volunteering our, our aid station you do you do put a lot of aid station together tell us about the experience how what does it take to make aid station uh, so so wonderful or welcoming to all the runners i hear a lot about it i know our buds folk they do a lot of work on those even then you, know, you put a lot of work let's talk about your work here well it requires a lot of planning so i have a system down that I plan what we will need at the aid stations. Of course, it varies every year with the number of runners and the conditions. If it's hot, we need more pickles and we need more uh, salt tablets. And if it's cool, we need more hot beverages like soup um, and broth. So, so comparing to from the year to year, uh, we just finished our what sixth Lake Martin event and and then uh, right. fifth hundred miler. Right. Uh, in, in those event uh, for you pre- preparation wise, how difficult it is, and how early do you prepare for for aid station, and you know you do a lot of things ahead of time. How early do you start? I actually start cooking um, soup. And for Lake Martin, I usually do a couple of kinds of soup for the finish. Um, For people, when they finish the race, they usually want something more solid to eat. So I start making soup and putting in the freezer 
uh, a month ahead. <laughs> that's a that's a lot of a lot of cooking, I guess. We start, ha- we start trips to Costco <laughs> a month out. <laughs> right, and then um, I go back to the year before and look at what I needed for what I used for the eight stations the year before. So I plan and start accumulating eight station supplies. A um, couple of weeks ahead. Well, and then, as well as Mary Jo planned out all this this year, because of the heat, we found ourselves running out of a lot of stuff we never run out of. It was D- interesting. Just different. Things. Yeah, th- th- this was this year was really hot compared mm-hmm. to in the previous years. Uh, we have run. I mean, last year was hot, but not like this mm-hmm. year. You can watch that 18-minute video I put out there to see what kind of heat condition that I went through. But uh, there was ice, plenty of ice. Uh, at the Heavenly Hill, uh, I don't remember using a lot at the main aid station, but I think there was ice too. Sure. But um, but definitely, I think you had to carry a lot of ice this year than the mm-hmm. previous years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, David, uh, talking about, you have seen, um, I mean, we're, t- we're talking about you have put it on how many years we said uh, you started at, what, 2011? 2011 was um, the first run for kids. So, so 2011 to recently the last one, uh, Lake Martin 100, you have seen... Uh, you have done probably close to 60 events, uh, put it yeah. together. Muscle Time, you and Mary Jo is putting this together. You're doing a lot of work in the back end. Um, tell us about what does it take uh, for a person to put a big event like this, just just doing solo for you? Um, I mean, you, you have to have a, some, some sort of endurance itself, correct? <laughs> <laughs> it's an endurance challenge for you, <laughs> even though you're putting endurance event, but you have to have some sort of endurance. Tell us about that a little bit. Well, you know, for the small races, it's no big deal. You know, you're carrying a few flags and signs out, like for the race this weekend, which is only a three-mile loop. But with Lake Martin, it's a 25-mile loop. I divide it up in three major segments and then do a couple of sections that um, I try to eliminate having to run anything without actually marking so it's taken a little planning although over the years i figured out how to do it but uh you know you're carrying probably 25 or 30 pounds of steel between (laughs) all the signs because uh i I should post the photograph of all the signs i don't know how many there are but there must be 200 of them yeah yeah, i have seen i've seen those signs also growing over the years as well all those signs wrong way signs (laughs) then all the all the flags I probably put out 3,500 flags at Lake Martin. Wow, that's a lot. And of it's flag. heavy, you know. Yeah. So you're out there running, carrying <laughs> it. So yeah, it takes a little. And I like to get it done. I like to get the marking done in three days. So you know, I basically it's hard to call it running because I'm kind of bouncing. You're too heavy to actually run, but get it done as quick as I can. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I think you, and not longer you mentioned about every time you, when you go back and pick pick those flags up, every blue things you see it feels like your fly so mm-hmm. <laughs> you mentioned that <laughs> because i've seen once in a while in some off-road i see a blue flag i'm like is that david's flag you know i, I myself <laughs> I have like i said i've run what 30 or 40 of those events uh, that you have put so <laughs> so anyway so talking about uh talking about putting events and doing events um tell us about you know you 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 have done this for a lot of new runners so when i started i was a very new runner I tried to quit too many times. You didn't let me quit. But, you know, now, however, however many years later, Lake Martin itself, uh, five, five, six years later, I'm still running trails. Tell us about what do you see a new runner, 
a beginner trail runner, they want to come, or a road runner like I, I was, want to come run the trail. Tell us what kind of things do you see them doing um, or do, do they need to do to be a trail runner? Well, really, you just have to remember you have to slow down on the trails. You can't go, you're not going to go as fast. Other than that, it's just watching where you're stepping because if you don't, you'll end up on your face. And I was a roadrunner for 30 years before I ever set foot on a trail. And I've taken a few pretty hard falls and invariably it's when I'm, I lose focus and I'm out looking around at the birds or whatever or looking <laughs> across at the view and when I should be looking at the trail. So that's really the only thing... A roadrunner, the only change you have to make, you have to make some adjustments because you're going uphill, you know, steeper hills, downhill in steeper sections, and, you know, you don't run through many creek crossings in a, in a road race, so although you do run in the rain quite a bit, it, it's, it's really pretty similar, I think. One of the pluses is you're under a canopy of trees most of the time, especially around this part of Alabama. Some places you're not, but here you are. So even when it may be really hot out on the road, it's cooler in the on the trails. Definitely. Uh, I mean, uh, personally, trail running has been a different beast for me. Uh, especially going to ultra distance has slowed me down some years and got me faster some years you know i have qualified for boston just running trails only some years you know i couldn't tell whether trail running has helped me doing a speed but i know that endurance wise i'm able to do many many things that i couldn't even imagine to do as a road runner you know i didn't know i would be able to even run 100 miles in a road but talking about that uh let's uh let's kind of move forward about for the beginner uh runners uh, just because your series, uh, Southeastern Trail series, kind of focused towards the beginner runners, correct? Right. It's like the first race, which is the three and the six mile tranquility coming up this weekend, is really designed for beginners. I mean, there's one little, I mean, t- really the section going up the dam there up to Tranquility Lake, it's kind of technical. You know, you've got to watch your step. You could really get hurt if you fall. Other than that, that course is... is you don't even need trail shoes to run. It's gentle. There's a few hills on it, but it's just a nice, pleasant loop around a very pretty lake. And uh, uh, th- and that's the beginning of the series. The second race is the Run for Kids, which is also on gentle trails, circling the canoeing and swimming lake out at Oak Mountain. And it has a 10K, which is pretty much anybody can go out and run. I mean, if you've ever run any race, you can go run that race. And the course is open for 12 hours. For right, and say if you're doing the 12 hour, you've got 20. Yeah, if you're in the 10K, you've got 12 hours to do it. <laughs> so, and then of course it moves on to Memorial Day. Well, Memorial Day, you actually climb to the top of Devil Oak Mountain, but that's what everybody loves to do. You know, that's you get up there and you, you've accomplished something. You get up and you can look around. You've got a view, uh, and you know, it kind of it, it, it's rewarding to me just getting up to the top. I don't like running trails that stay at the bottom of things. I want to get up top. And I think most people feel that way because you feel like you've done something then. Well, for me, it depends what, what time of the day or what, what time, what, I'm, what kind of trail running I'm doing. <laughs> some days I like to stay at the bottom and some days I like to climb the mountain. So, But definitely, yeah. It's, let's talk about the Blood Rock event because uh, you, the Blood Rock last year we had, especially the 100 mile and 50 mile, it was cold and snowy. I mean, we that was the most beautiful. I'm glad I did that mm-hmm. that day. Most beautiful. The, because, uh, because I wouldn't be able to ever 
I wouldn't have seen the Alabama Trail so beautiful like that ever in my life, mm-hmm. and it was just it was amazing. I still I still have pictures from from that event, and um, uh, but this year you have moved to Blood Rock, correct? Right. It's it's now going to be the end of September, September 29th and 30th, which um, you know th- that's true. That was absolutely beautiful. Of course, it's also a once in a fifty year thing that it snows in December, <laughs> in December that early yeah, in December in Birmingham. That's not going to happen again. But it was absolutely beautiful. the The bad thing was we got all that snow Friday night, and it never got above freezing all day Saturday. So all day. Six inches of snow on the mountain melted, turning the trails into just a quagmire. And then, of course, overnight it dropped down, I don't know, what, 20 degrees, 19 degrees, something incredibly cold. Everything froze and everybody was freezing. So, you know, it was it was a unique experience. And I was really jealous that everybody got to go run up in that beautiful snow. And I was down there at the bottom. But... Uh, in reality, I wouldn't want to run that hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, this year it'll be a little bit warmer mm-hmm. compared to what. Um, what it'll be pretty. It'll be pretty. It's, it'll be right end of the the towards the end of the what do you call uh, summer. Right. So mm-hmm. so I, I think it's it's the same time of the year when we do the stage race. Uh, you that we don't right. Do anymore, same. Right? It's actually a, the week later. We just. When we dropped the stage race, we just shifted it to what that weekend probably would have been because we'd have moved it back. Definitely. So, Mary Jo, on, on, on this kind of event, uh, when you prepare for ultra-distance event uh, compared to the, the smaller event, how do you see the runner coming through towards the end of the event? Like you saw at Lake Martin, I mean, 50-mile, 100-mile, or 27-mile, 20, you know, and also sometimes in a smaller event, a little different. Tell us about your experience what kind of things you see at, at the end? You know? Well, certainly people are coming through quicker on the smaller races. They're coming through quicker, so you have to fill water bottles and keep people hydrated. And on the longer races, it takes a little more encouragement. People are getting tired. They're going slower. There's not as many runners coming through as as much together in bunches. Yeah. Um, they're strung out more. So you have a little more time with each one, but it takes a lot of encouragement and it takes a little more food for them. That's the main differences. Uh, talking about encouragement, that's you kind of really bring a something. <laughs> it's 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 home too too close to me. You know, I was ready to give up at Lake Martin, and you saw me as I was struggling. And a and, lot of people were. Yeah, and and then when you see that, you know, when you see me, which is absolutely out now. I mean, they, right. It's time to just drop it. And then what do you do? In this? It's it's very hard to judge whether a person still has something in them that they can keep going so you try to really encourage them and not let them stop it's hard line between those and then some runners really cannot keep going so you have to kind of know um you have to try to use your best judgment to know how much pressure to put on them or how much encouragement um they need so on, on those cases as as the runner coming through um like i said just like me was about ready to quit i took right. a nap 
and right. I got up and, and I went on. Right. And you weren't and, the only one. So yeah, other people, all the people didn't. Just need to we rest know or... Suman can do it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't worry about pushing him out. <laughs> yeah, this, this one was hard. Uh, uh, when I woke up, I didn't know what time it was and how long I have remained. I mean, mm-hmm. I asked and I asked, it was like, how many hours we have? So, so I, I see that. But, but a lot of time I see people, and even I mentioned that at, at Lake Martin, and as we come through, and I ask people, do not drop at 50. But still, I see that drop at 50 mile. And because a lot of, a lot of your, a lot of this Southeastern Trail Series races, they are loop courses. Uh, is that the reason you, you find that people maybe like now they're too close to the car, they just want to go home and sleep? Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or it's just, just like what you said, they're just out of it. Yeah. yeah, well, obviously, at a race that's a point-to-point or one big loop, it's a lot harder to drop than when you're... I mean, I ran. I remember running the Sweetwater 50K one year, which is a two-loop 50K, and I'm coming back in halfway through, and I can see my truck parked over there. And I, <laughs> it's tempting, <laughs> but you just have to go on and, you know, not even... I mean, it really... Even though you think about it, you know, you're not going to do that unless you're mm-hmm. really in trouble. So, mm-hmm. uh, and now we have had, I've got to say this, we've had a few runners over the years that it would scare me what they would put themselves through. Because they would go back out and it's like, <sighs> <laughs> but they would finish. I mean, we've had some, some people that just to this day totally amaze me with their <laughs> will and determination of what they can accomplish and it's just it's amazing and the endless mile is perhaps the place that we see that more than anywhere because you see them every mile every mile you see them and it's just we've watched people go from feeling great to absolutely hardly being able to move sprawled out on the ground and an hour later or two hours later and in some cases Eight hours later, they get up and they go back out and they can hardly walk. And within a few laps, they're running again. They're running it's again. just amazing. Definitely. Uh, uh, let's uh, let's kind of move on on, on this. Uh, try to try to focus on the topic of ultra ultra distance running. One of the topic I want to discuss with you because you have seen David, you are ultra runner yourself, and um, so so you have been doing this. What does it take somebody to be ultra runner? I know we we all can do three miles, all all can do six miles, but you know as the mile increase, things changes. Mm-hmm. First time ultra runners, they don't know, or you know a repeater like me sometimes i still don't know how to do the 100 mile or we can talk about that a little bit further but just to be ultra runner and take that marathon distance a little bit further what does it take slowing down and that's something that's hard to do for a road runner i mean in fact i I found out i learned when i first moved to birmingham that there was an oak mountain 50k and i'm like there's no way i could run that Mm -hmm. i'm dead totally wiped out at the end of a marathon you know, and I guess somehow I never understood you just slow it down. And once I started trail running, we went up and did a race in Colorado. And I was like, oh, this is what it's all about. Forget the roads. And so I started looking at ha- reading about it. And really, I, I really think anybody that trains for a marathon, if they will put in a little more work, do a few little extra hard runs, they can go run 100 miles. They just have to go very, very slow, and that's very difficult to do. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, that that's that's really it. I mean, you've got to be able to run at a reasonable pace because you have to make the cutoffs. But um, if if you there's any number of 
training programs out there. Hal Corner has a real good one in his book that doesn't involve six and eight hour runs. He does like, I don't remember what it is, but like a couple of 20 mile runs a week and the rest are shorter runs. That's all he does. And mm. um, I never was I had the luxury of running like that. I always had to do one really horrible run on weekends and try to get in a couple of short runs during the week. But uh, and my 100 mile early ones weren't pretty. <laughs> but I managed to struggle and get to the end of most of them, not all. But so, you know, it doesn't take any tremendous skill. It doesn't take any special abilities. It just is basically determination to get out there and do it. And to quote Ken Clover, founder of uh, the Leadville 100, he posts signs where you're coming back up Hope Pass after you leave the turnaround and start mm-hmm. back. The first sign says, if you can't run, walk. The second sign says, if you can't walk, crawl. The third sign says, just keep moving. And that's really the key. It's just you, you keep going. Now, there are exceptions like with you. It, when you get to a point, you lay down and take a nap. Mary Jo and I did the engineer aid station at Hard Rock one year, which is just about the halfway point the year we were running clockwise. And so we were at mile 52 or 53 at an aid station at Timberline after the longest climb in the race coming up from your And we had several people that came in and took naps. And they'd sleep for an hour, a couple of hours, and they'd get back up and take off. And as far as I know, all of them that took a nap finished. But then that's an exceptional race because that's a 48-hour race versus the 30 or 35 hours that most most races take. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for, for me, it's running a, a really, a truly... To become an ultra par- marathon, I still, I guess, I'm still a student of ultra marathon, just doing the distance race. I want to slow down a little bit, the distance-wise, and and see the shorter distance, call 50k, and see see <laughs> see how does how do I perform there uh, versus when I did the 100 mile. What is my distance? Correct distance is what I'm trying to find at this time. 100 mile is not working for me. I have done the first one when I did; it worked really well. That was the best one. Mm-hmm. I guess I was prepared. Um, one of one of the thing this year is like what you. Just said, and if you watch that video that I have put out for Lake Martin, I have a long conversation with a Matt uh, from uh, Muds from Mississippi. So he mm-hmm. asked me to slow it down, and a lot of friends they asked me to slow it down, which is really hard for me. It's, I'm still want to go as fast as I can, as far as I can, depending on the distance, but still go faster. You know, I, I did almost six and a half hours or six hours and 15 minutes. First lap, this is one of the slowest first lap, 13 and a half hours for the 50 miles. This is the slowest Lake Martin I have ever done. I have 10 and a half hours in one first year when I did it. So, so slowing down is difficult, like I said, yeah. to be an ultra marathon person. I guess you have to slow down. Yeah. Of course, 13 hour, 50 miles of that 26 six hour 100 mile that's a yeah. pretty quick 100 mile <laughs> yeah, <it's not. laughs> so <laughs> it's yeah. all relative <laughs> it's all relative the, the, the thing is that the wheels start it falling apart hard. yeah falling apart after that 50 mile you know uh-huh. if i would have taken a nap then probably would have probably okay for next uh, you know for all that that some of the lesson i'm still learning uh it's difficult for me to uh take in some of the things but i'm i was just mentioned that to you guys and and one of my listener to listen that I'm already training for next 100 mile. Either it's Pinhoti, Lake Martin. Uh, I'm not doing a Blood Rock 100, but Pinhoti or Lake Martin or whatever the 100 mile. I'm start start 
change in fixing stuff uh even even though eh, yeah and so so i have done a lot of mistakes but but you know slowing down is mm-hmm. one of those things and walking and how to walk so talk about that let's move to this 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 topic a little bit further and try to talk about running 100 now 100 mile is totally different beast and we have seen in lake martin Blood Rock, or even Pinhody races like Pinhody, a lot of drops, too many drops. People find themselves in a situation they could just be patient, maybe solve some problems. They could actually finish them, but mm-hmm. they don't want to do it. I mean, I found friends, I don't want to name their friends here, but they said, oh, I don't want to do it anymore. Oh, I don't want to walk. I said, let's go a little bit further and see what happens. And they just they say, oh, I'm done. 57 miles, 58 miles, I'm mm-hmm. done. I'm not going to go. Tell us how can we overcome that that urge to stop when and when we run that hundred mile now i mean how to run a hundred is, is is for you what do you personally let, let's go personal because it's it's hard for the person to person personally i mean i know you have the you have done you have finished some hundred you have dropped on some of the hundreds mm-hmm. so tell us about those kind of situations yeah i finished i think nine and i don't know how many i have probably dropped out of five something like that and a couple of the ones well several of the ones I've dropped out of were totally stupidity on my fault on my part I just did some things that I knew I shouldn't do and that one of the the last one that I dropped out of I had dropped out at mile 30 hmm. I mean I do training runs longer than that <laughs> that's how bad it was but uh, main thing I think is other than the going slow part is that when that you're gonna hit some really bad sections I've never run one I wasn't at a point I didn't I thought I'm not gonna make it ever I mean, they all, I hit that point. And, but when you start feeling that bad, it's when you just, you just say, okay, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep walking or sit down. I try, I don't sit down very much in races. When I ran Penn Hody two years ago, the first time I sat down was at Bald Rock at mile yeah, I remember 40, that. whatever. Yeah. It's the first time I'd sit down in the race. And after that, I only sit down where I have a drop bag and, um, and a couple of those, I didn't even sit down. So it's just, you know, it's important to keep going if you're really dying, then yeah, sit down and, and rest a minute. But the longer you sit, the harder it is to get up. My first hundred <laughs> was the first year of Pinhody, and I got to uh, Adams Gap at mile 52 or so, freezing cold. Mm. And I'm sitting there, and they had a big, huge fire. Bonfire, yeah. And they had hot soup. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking up that long, dark road, oh, gravel God. road going up there. Wind's blowing. It's freezing and I'm sitting here by this warm fire with soup and I probably sat there 20 minutes or more and I finally realized if I don't go I'm not going so I got up made myself get up and go and that's one thing I think that a lot of beginners I didn't think about it at that time but if you add up say 16 or 18 Eight stops uh-huh. times five or ten minutes that's a long time and then you throw in a 20 minute thing like i did that year i mean you're losing it's getting into the hour range uh-huh. and you just need to keep that in mind that unless you're really in bad shape and need to take a nap sit down get what you got to be done and go don't let yourself sit there and get stiff and cold mm-hmm. so and that's 
that's one thing I make myself do. Definitely, uh, that's a uh, yeah, that's very great advice. There or or insight into how you have done hundred mile. A lot of time, I, I end up sitting down. I was like, sometimes my my patients say, "Don't sit down." It's like, no, I gotta sit down. Uh, <laughs> somehow, my body. I'm I guess I'm getting old. So, <laughs> right. yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll don't just, use that word around us. <laughs> <laughs> so I just need to sit down. I'll maybe even take a nap this day. So I'll, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna have to improve. Prove on, on how to run a hundred. I'm still after seven hundred. I'm still having nailed it down. And uh, and like I said, I'm 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 even cutting my marathon distance to half marathon. I really enjoyed half. Now I want to cut to 50ks and you know go back to see the basics and see how that look like now mm-hmm. versus what it was. So mm-hmm. and then and then kind of come back to it. But but talking about that. Uh, Mary Jo, uh, tell us about, uh, for, for your perspective, taking care of the 100-mile, you know, 100-mile runners, uh, mm-hmm. you know, versus, you know, you know, just we're doing a 50K. I mean, we're still ultra-distance runner. But t- tell us about, you You have gone through a Lake Lake Martin, um, five of those Lake Martin with me, and with right. and then a Blood Rock, added the Blood Rock. Tell us, what does it take for you to take care of those runners so so that they can continue on it's just encouragement and i'm making sure that they have the right nutrition trying to figure out what their problem is if they're slowing down or if they need um a different kind of nutrition um sometimes if it's too hot then they might need uh, salt tablets or pickle juice or if it's um or popsicles or ice on their neck and if it's too cold then they might need to be warmed up with some soup do you keep like a blankets and stuff like that also in aid station so so that so that you know if like what you're talking about when 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 david was talking it was so cold sometimes we, we just have a fire going at lake martin we have a fire going in the cabin um not this and, year well, we didn't and need we, we one didn't this need year. It. <laughs> we didn't need one this year. But we um, have some place for them to sit down and put their feet up if necessary. Plus, we have Bo and Sloan there if they, uh, from the farm, um, if they're having muscle problems, um, then they can get some help with that. Some of the things uh, for me personally in the morning or something the coffee is always really helpful and having a coffee there or just warm first lake morning i remember it was so i mean it got cold at mm-hmm. night right and and having those hot soup really helped me and really helped me and you had your veggie soups all night long you know but the problem sometimes i see what happened to me this year and it happens to me almost every hundred times. Lately, that's what's happening. Yeah, I, I, I get the system starts shutting down. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. My stomach may not be upset, but still, system starts shutting down. And that's, right. I, I don't know what kind of things we can do for those kind of situations. I know ginger ales and, ginger and all that. Ginger ale, ginger chews really work well. A lot of people really like those. It just depends on. Usually a runner can tell you what sounds good to them if they're having stomach problems or their nutrition is not right. They can usually tell whether they need gels, whether they need more tailwind, whether they need less tailwind and more um, water, ginger ale, a little Coke, a little Mountain Dew. So it just kind of is 
talking to them and figuring out what sounds good to them is usually what works. The sickest I have ever been in races, 100-mile races, and it's probably still true, is when I was getting too much salt. Mm-hmm. And at one point I was using the tablets you put in the water mm-hmm. at Tahoe. I realized in the day, I can't drink this. It was mm-hmm. too strong. And, and what it was, I was trying not to waste water because they have to haul all the water oh. to the top of the mountain. So I dumped it out and started over at the next aid station. Well, during the night, my mind wasn't functioning well enough to figure out it was happening happening again. I had to walk almost all night. I was so sick at my stomach. And finally, as I come to what came up to what they call the Bullwheel Aid Station, where you drop down into the Diamond Hill Ski Resort, I thought, wait a minute, it's too much salt. <laughs> and I dumped that out. I threw the tablets away, and I started taking salt tablets, and I didn't have another problem. And I've had the same. I also run Merrill's Mile in Georgia every year, which is on July 4th weekend, in the most ridiculously hot thing I have ever done. And the first year I did it, I was drinking the Tailwind, which was great for about most of the first day. And then mm-hmm. I same thing. I started getting really sick, think, trying to drink the Tailwind, and I switched to Gatorade, and I had no more trouble after that. And I don't know what the difference is, but there was just something in the change that eliminated the problem. But it's it's always been too many electrolytes, too strong, too, too strong, too strong, too strong of the, mm-hmm. Yeah, w- one of the thing um, just wanted to mention. I think I mentioned that in on my previous podcast as well. One of the thing uh, Todd Henderson had taught me well, when he paced me last twenty five miles mm-hmm. um, that um, Coke. Coke product mm-hmm. without carbonation is always a great thing. Mm-hmm. And if you cannot take anything, you can take Coke. And he showed me how how to use it. Take out take out all all the carbonation and just use right. the flat Coke. Let and, it be flat. And, and then and uh, and I I've always drink Coke and I always have made make me feel great but i didn't know why mm-hmm. i'm always bad i'm a i'm a water drinker most of the time that's why most of the friends like they wanted me to go to tailwinds or, uh-huh. or any other product supplements which i have not been able to do it but for me it's just water solid but i think i need to change on that one too the mm-hmm. nutrition wise you know mm-hmm. i do i have a really bad nutrition yeah. and then at, and with the lake martin with upset stomach i think it took me all the way to wednesday to get back started eating again so that was really bad i was forcing myself to eat but still not mm-hmm. yeah i'm still um, just trying to figure out some of this gi issue i heard and i mm-hmm. one time i overheard some people talking about it. you know if you don't have gi issue uh, that's a, one of the best hundred mile you can run and i <laughs> i didn't know what that meant until, until this year so hey, everybody has it but you know the the simplest thing to do and that's what i try to do is it, it, really is just take a salt tablet once an hour And for me, that works very well, except that after about 24 hours, I can't swallow anything. I can't swallow a a salt tablet. So, you know, you're kind of back... What do you do then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Unless you finish the race in 15 hours, but that's not happening to us. So. <laughs> Less than 15 hours, hundred mile. Or, yeah, definitely. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of things to talk about. Uh, um, so, so running hundred. Um, what I always say that if things are gonna go bad and running hundred, it's gonna go bad three or four times. So, <laughs> so it's always, you know, you have to be prepared for worst of the situation. And I've learned that for me, I call it the, now I call it 100 mile drama, you know, what drama I'm going to have this, <laughs> this time, you know. <laughs> so definitely, um, 
let's uh, let's go back to uh, talking about um, talking about southeastern trail series uh it's uh, the series coming up uh, what are you looking forward for this year well the the biggest change of course is that we don't have the stage race this year so it's which six- is which is which is sad for some of us who love stage race but <laughs> <laughs> well the, the trouble with it was you know it started on friday and yeah. just not many people can take off on Friday. And it literally takes as much work to put together as doing the Lake Martin 100. Got it. And it's just... Is this too much time for you? Yeah. Too much trouble and difficulty and expense because we have to reserve all three parks. Oak Mountain's not bad. The others were real expensive. <laughs> and it's just it's just not practical. We kept thinking, well, maybe, you know, we did it six years thinking maybe it would kind of catch on and pick up a little bit. But, uh, and a lot of people come out and run a single day or so, but I'll, you know, we only have like 30 people that ever did the, the, whole the entire 30, I mean, three days. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just not practical to do. So we, we dropped that. But, uh, and then moving the the blood rock races till the end of September, it kind of condenses the series. Got it. And yeah. the other, the plus that we like, well, first of all, we'll have time to enjoy Christmas this year, which last year <laughs> we never, we never even got all our Christmas decorations. Got it. Uh, because it wasn't all the way in December. But we can have our, uh, after the season party, as a Christmas party this year. Right. <laughs> so, we have it before the right before Christmas. Yeah. Yep. So, which will uh, be really nice. Yeah, so that definitely that's a lot, lot of changes happening. Looking forward to starting this weekend. If you listen to this podcast, we this is uh, April first uh, weekend. So uh, as a race director of trail trail running, uh, all all these races you do headed to Boston. So that's what I, you told me. So. <laughs> It's an anti- Take a little break oh, yeah. in there. So. A little yeah. Run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll little bring, bring that road running back to your yeah. life. Well, I, I've never totally quit. Now, I still, I mean, I, I went out and ran six miles down the road out here by our house today. So, <laughs> And you do Mercedes once a year, so yeah. I know that has been. So, so definitely. Uh, Mary Jo, t- tell us about what, what are you looking forward for uh, this season um, as we, are, as we started. To lots of fun. <laughs> it's every race is a party to me, and I enjoy that. Enjoy seeing everybody and um, seeing what, how, seeing them reach their goals and um, seeing the improvement. So definitely, I'm not running running the whole series, but my wife Marlene, who has committed to run the series, so oh, look. Looking. She is running the short series. Yes, a, so Silwall uh, still That's had to great. run, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, she can represent the Silwall family. But we'll see how that'll go. She's a new trail runner. I'm looking forward through her to see how she can progress. She is, she's enjoyed the running trail. So we'll we'll have to discuss that uh, next year when we have our yearly talk. Yeah. And then bring her in. And, <laughs> and, and, I'm really and, glad and, uh, Marlene's going to be doing that. Yeah, because, be fun to watch. Yes, yeah, we want to see Cecil will be very new, very sure. road runner, and then try to bring her to the trail series, hopefully. And that's why I have, I have to stay home and take care of the kids. And so while she's running the trail, so it kind of splits our roles. Well, as I've noticed, I think you will not stay home taking care of the kids. I it's think okay. that is the road crew you will have out at the races <laughs> yeah, and have them set out to take pictures at all the proper places. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. We'll, we'll, we'll be taking a lot of photos and uh, doing um, runs is doing a lot of videos lately, video, video blogging. So if you're out there, if you see me rolling my iPhone or camera, or just talk to the camera. You don't even have to talk to me. But yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you though, one of the one of the neatest things about 
M runs, marathon runs, now ultra runs, ultra runs basically yeah. Suman, is he is out there at every race taking hundreds of pictures of all the runners. And they're all on the marathon runs, M runs, now ultra runs, websites and Facebook pages, and they're there for you. And if you ran the race, I guarantee you there's a lot of pictures of you that you can go download and you don't have to go pay anybody. Definitely. Uh, as the photos are all out there for, you know, it's as high quality as it could be. Um, you know, and so, and we try to, and we, yeah, we try to, try to, try to bring it. Like I said, the video, video taking is a new thing. So hopefully I can grow that a little bit. Uh, and we, uh, we, we also like to mention that Logan, Logan Cook, who is a big part of, um, big part of, uh, uh, trail series. Uh, he he uh, he's not here. I need to do some interview by himself yes. one one of these days. He runs too. He he's runs. A runner he, and, and cooker. Yeah, he <laughs> he runs and cooks and he takes care of us. So um, so so we also like to mention his name and also the Butts family who always out always Absolutely. out there. Absolutely, always the out volunteers. there. Yeah. So so just uh, so this year I, I will not be running the whole series. I will run some races, not the whole series. Try to kind of see the other side and see what I can do being on the other side. So I will miss it, uh, but but definitely I retired last year, but I still ran it. <laughs> but, uh, but this year I, I definitely, you know, it's really hard for me to not do it. So, but being been Marlene running, so hopefully yeah, it'll be fun. hopefully it'll, it'll replace mine. Trail runners never retire. No, yeah. I, I'm not retiring. I'm training. Uh, those times that I cannot run, I, I'm training. Training and putting a lot of time in training and try to figure out some of my issues and fix some of the issues and I'll come back. So those of you think that I'm gone, I will not be gone. So <laughs> better not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not rolling out of this thing and taking out. So so thanks for your time and uh, it really thank has you. been enjoy inviting to me oh, to your house you. and looking forward to start the start the trail series this weekend any message for out there uh mary jo i'll start from you i'm just looking forward to seeing everybody out there at the races no we appreciate you suman um and look forward to seeing marlene running and seeing you out there taking pictures definitely definitely it'll, it'll be great great to be out back uh great to be back at, at at the trail series and miss miss it at the time it's not there and then, like you said it's a great party every every time Absolutely. i'm out there so david what message you would like to put to all the listeners out there i i just would like to thank everybody that comes out and runs the races and volunteers of course but it, it's interesting that about every two years we have about a 90% turnover in trail runners. If you look back, the people that originally ran the first couple of years, we'd just show up like at Lake Martin or some of the major races, but they'd gone through the trail series, and after a couple of years, they're ready to move on and go. You, you see them posting from going off and running major races around the uh-huh. country. You know, it just it, it gives people a way to move up, get comfortable, get accustomed to dealing with the heat and the elevation and all that, and they can go out and run anything, western states, uh, Tahoe, all those, you know, grindstone, whatever, they're they're ready for it. Definitely. Thanks for both of you preparing us to be a trail runner and uh, and bringing all the races and all the time, dedication, and love you put towards the trail running and trail running community. But we love it. Mm -hmm. That's all there is to it. Thank you. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to another episode of Embrons Podcast. Please visit embrons.com to listen to previous podcast shows, links to our social media channels. Please follow Marathon Runs on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube for recent updates, race photos, discount codes, and more.